Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Please Ask Mickey, a podcast that is for women and mums all about being real and talking about the shit that no one really cares to talk about. So um, as you know, at the moment we're talking about, we're discussing birth stories. We've got um, amazing women coming on and discussing their birth stories with us. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. Like there's no... When you listen to women talk about their birth stories, there's just no denying how incredible we are. Like, how do we even fucking survive this shit? You know what I mean? Like, people pass um, a a kidney stone and they're put on bed rest for a week. We pass a whole fucking human and no one even blinks an eye. So that's why we're discussing birth stories because (laughs) I feel like we're not given enough credit. Um, So the woman that I've got on today is just the perfect perfect person to be you know discussing this with she's so empowered she's so passionate um she when I got her email I just was like yes got Yaska Yaska you're coming on because she said um she like told me a birth story and then at the end she was like I really want to come on and share it like please please have me and that to me is everything I love passionate people so I was like girlfriend please so without further ado and from New Zealand by the way turns out I have international listeners which and I know New Zealand's like hardly international it's like as bad as international as Tasmania but still the accent's different um <laughs> so without further ado I've got Anthea here with me from Hi. New Zealand so if you're wondering why her accent is obviously Kiwi it's because she's a Kiwi <laughs> welcome oh, I love it welcome thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I'm so excited to have you on here we were chatting before and we had to just like nip it in the bud because we were just going to be chatting forever <laughs> um so so I'm yeah I'm so excited to have you on here and tell us all that you said to me that you've just you just love telling your birth story and like your family and friends have heard it a hundred times but you're like running out of people to tell so this is perfect. I am I am yeah I'm just wanting to tell people the world like wanting to tell the world how yeah empowering it was to do it. It's just such an insane feeling thinking back to that moment and. Just reliving it, I guess. Like, I love reliving, yeah, that feeling. It's a feeling like no other. You can't even explain it. Well, well, anyone that's been through it can explain it. But, yeah, it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't been through it the feeling you have once you have given birth. It's just insane. Yes. That's actually so true. I remember um, with when I was pregnant with Marley, I was pregnant with two other friends who that was their first pregnancy, and they kept saying to me, like, what's labour like? And I had said, yeah. I like I cannot explain it to you. There's just no yeah. way. There's the only word I could come up with was intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> very intense. <laughs> intense times like a million. Like there's no yeah. there is no adjective to describe yeah, labor no. and birth and that feeling. So yeah, you're spot on with that. Um, how about we start from the beginning like you don't need to we don't need to go into details with like conception or anything but maybe (laughs) (laughs) I mean feel free to but I'm thinking more like pregnancy um tell us about your pregnancy tell us everything from the beginning so um my partner and I were trying to conceive for about 10 months it took us a wee while to actually conceive Brixton so yeah um when we did fall pregnant we were pretty excited um, it had just felt like it had been such a long process. Um, yeah. But when it did actually happen, 10 months didn't feel like anything because once, once you're there, 
you just forget all about, you know, the last few months of trying and it's just like, yes, we're here now. Um, and I, oh, what, six weeks in, I was sick as, sick as from that point onwards. I was um, spewing every hour. Oh. <laughs> it was just like horrific, horrific. And um, everyone that we had told in that first kind of, you know, you usually wait that 12-week period before you, you know, spread the news. And um, everyone said, oh, you'll hit that 12-week mark and it should, you know, calm <laughs> down. Once the hormones are calmed down, well, yeah, I, I can tell that. you right now, <laughs> it did not calm down. Motherfucker. Um, honestly, I was just like, I felt really ripped off because yeah. I had just waited so long for this. And in all honesty, it was just horrific. I honestly did not enjoy pregnancy. I loved, I loved growing this little human inside me. I loved the kicks. I loved the, you know, the bump. But in all honesty, I gained so much like water retention. It was insane. I couldn't fit any shoes anymore. I was shoes. Oh my god! Yeah, (laughs) I went from being like a little foot size six. To wearing literally size nine like, boots, <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and like everyone that knew me was like, "Oh, you know, you look so beautiful," and and you don't, do you? You just don't. like some people do, but I wasn't one of those people. I just it, it was not fun. It was not fun. I'm not going to lie, it wasn't fun. So um, probably when I hit around 25 weeks um, the nausea kind of disappeared and I did start to enjoy um, enjoy it I, I was yeah I felt good I kind of had some energy back I was sleeping a bit, bit better yeah. and then I think we hit week 32 and it all went downhill again I was Damn, that is again. not a large window oh. <laughs> feeling good yeah did you have I, HG I, like um, you know what's it called hypervarum I can't yes. it. Yep, yep, I did. So Ugh. I had I had been in hospital a couple of times. Um, oh no! And I was really unlucky that a lot of the um, anti nausea pills helped, but didn't help enough. Um, yeah. So it was it was kind of like a yeah a lose lose situation where it was like um, I just had to cope with it how however I could um, and just yeah drink a shitload of water to make sure I didn't dehydrate. But um Oh my god. I mean I was very lucky not to be in hospital the whole time. Yeah. Um but I did choose to leave work early, quite early. Um Good call. one because yeah I was sick. But <laughs> two um I really wanted to be mentally prepared for labor. Um mm. and I just knew that the the job I was in, um I was working in the mental health area and I was um in the leadership area of like we had about 30 people in our team and so it was quite a highly stressful environment and yeah. for me I, I'm i I'm quite aware of um, the fact that I do get quite a bit of anxiety if I'm not you know mentally prepared for something yeah. and I feel like you can't really be mentally prepared for labour um, because you just it's the unknown you have no idea when it's going to happen you have no idea what, what's going to happen um it's and the ultimate me, just like lesson yeah. in surrendering, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's just kind of being like, right, whatever will be is going to be. And <laughs> I just have to go with it. I <laughs> just have to, yeah, be mentally prepared that things may not go the way they're meant to go. Yeah. Um, and I was just definitely someone that wanted that time. So, I, yeah, I left eight weeks prior to um, having breaks. 
and I yeah I stand by my decision and I really do believe that that um, helped me so much in my preparation for labour um, and I was uh, we're lucky in New Zealand we um, get maternity leave um, for 22 weeks so wow. we get paid paid maternity leave um, so. I was very lucky in the sense that I, I, I think I had about four weeks annual leave and then my maternity leave, paid maternity leave, kicked in. So I was, we were, we're very lucky here in New Zealand that we, we get that opportunity so, to have. Just yeah, add that to, yeah. my, to my reasons for why I want to move to New Zealand. Like <laughs> obviously your Prime Minister is a big one, but <laughs> just add yeah, that so as well. Yeah, 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 she's, yeah, she's pretty awesome, but um, it's, <laughs> We're, I'm not sure what it is in Aussie. Yeah, we, do you get any paid maternity over there? We are pretty or lucky. None? We get 16 weeks, but it starts yep. um, after baby's born. Like you, right, yep. you have to, like if, you know, yeah, you have to pretty much <laughs> just work up yep, until yep. a baby comes out. Like you've got, you know, head yeah. between your legs. Yeah, it's really hard. Eh? And, and I know that for me personally, just the thought of working up until giving birth just just breaks me out because I just so needed that time to like mentally prepare and I'm so glad that I had it. Um, so what did you do to mentally prepare? Like what were some of the things that you were, were you like meditating, doing, affirm- like what were some of the things like so we can sort of get an idea? Yeah, yeah. so for me personally it was um, – a lot of walks. So, I, you know, everyone says that you need to walk to get into labour. So I literally was walking every day. Yeah, nice. um, no matter what the weather, I was walking. And even if it was just down the driveway, yep. like it doesn't have to be a five-kilometre walk or anything like that. It was just a walk outside, fresh air. Um, and I actually downloaded a hypnobirthing app because I had heard a little bit about hypnobirthing. Um mm. And I'm not actually one for meditation. Um, I've got into it a little bit more now, but at the time, yeah, if someone said to me, do you meditate? Yeah, I'd be like, no, no way. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, but I did a little bit of reading around hypnobirthing um, and just kind of how it works. And I downloaded an app called, I think it was Hypnobirthing 101. And it was just a really simple app that just kind of associated things like meditation music, associating that to um, your state of mind. So like, um, I guess when you're walking, you are quite relaxed if you're walking outside in the fresh air um, and having music playing in the background um, that you'll actually play during your birth, um, which was mm. super weird to me, but I thought, hey, I've got nothing to lose. I might as well totally. that yeah. may help, you know, so... I did a lot of that where I um, listened to specific music when I was walking or when I was relaxing, like when I was in the bath. So somewhere that I felt relaxed, I listened to the specific song. Um, you know, it'd be like it, it's just like really simple songs like, um, you know, the ocean or birds or um, like affirmations, like woman in the background going like, you know, you are strong, you're beautiful, like you can do this, like things like that, that yeah. like affirmations over and over again. Um, and at the time I thought it was pretty weird, to be honest. I didn't really associate with it because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this in birth. Like 
I'm clearly going to be screaming the whole time. I'm not going to be listening to music at all. <laughs> and it's just going to be a nightmare. Going to be like, turn that fucking thing off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I thought it was going to be. And I was like, oh, but I felt for me, I, I, because I'm someone that is always quite, I'm quite a prepared person. And when it comes to something like this, you can't really be prepared. And I felt mm. kind of helpless. And so the hypnobirthing app kind of gave me a little bit of purpose as to, okay, I've got a little bit of control. Like if I could actually associate mm. these feelings during birth, it would be quite cool. Um, I didn't have any faith in it, to be honest, but um, in the end, it did really help me. Um, but I also did things like bouncing on my yoga ball, uh, you know, drinking yep. red leaf tea like they say you do. Um, <laughs> that uterus. <laughs> yeah, all the, all that stuff like that. I, um, Are you like shelving the primrose oil and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, I try. I, and I was one of those ones where it just would not stay there and it would just be a real mess. Yeah, like, your vagina was like, no, go, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, just go to bed and it won't come out. No, it definitely <laughs> comes out. It definitely comes out. So it never worked for me, but, um, That's you funny. know, yeah. And um, I actually happened to um, do stretch and sweeps from 37 weeks because um, I was told that he was a really big baby. Yeah, and did that freak you out? I've never it, like I couldn't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It psyched that? me out, and it was a really ha- like crappy situation because um, I wasn't actually meant to get any scans after twenty weeks. Um, but I had ha- at around twenty seven weeks, I had had lowered fetal movement, so mm. I went to the hospital, and, and as they do, they wanted to scan to make sure everything was fine. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, he's actually sizing, you know, quite big. Um, yeah, we're going to have to keep an eye on that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, didn't think much of it. Um, and then 33 weeks hit and they're like, right, we're going to have another scan. And they're like, oh, he's around, sitting around nine pounds. <gasps> 30, yeah, 33 weeks. And I'm like, Jesus. What? I meant to put on a pound, like in the last, a pound a week in the last four weeks or something insane like that. You're about to birth a and, toddler. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, it, it really, it mentally freaked me out. Yeah. I, I don't blame I, you. Yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah. I was like, all right, I just need to get, get this out however I can. Get, I was just mentally prepared for giving birth. Um, pretty much from 37 weeks onwards, I was like, just get this child out of me now. Yep, ASAP. Anyway, is, I ASAP through, is yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I was just like, no, I can't handle this anymore. Like, one, I did not enjoy pregnancy. I'm ready <laughs> to give birth. I'm giving birth to a freaking 11-pounder. Like, let's just do this right now. <laughs> um, oh, my so God. we started stretching sweeps from 37 weeks. But, yeah. um, and that was purely because the hospital had said that they may have to induce me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, so mentally I'm preparing for the fact that I'm going to be induced. I'm not going to get like the, you know, natural labor that I wanted. And so, okay, well, it is what it is. Um, And so I went to an appointment at 38 weeks at the hospital and there happened to be another doctor there who said, no, we don't induce for big babies anymore. It's just, you know, we believe that a woman's body will birth whatever 
the baby is meant to be. Like if it's meant to be 11 pounds, then your body's obviously meant to birth that. And I'm like, that's cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're like, like, was it a guy? No. You're like, you don't have a vagina, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a guy. It was a guy. <laughs> yep. And he's I was like, like, this is not okay. <laughs> he's like, you just open up and the baby walks out. That's it. That's like as hard as it gets. <laughs> you just sneeze and it just flies out. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my God. You um, were like, so I'm going to rip to my asshole. I, I did. I was like, so, I because I was so mentally prepared for the fact that I was going to have this baby within the next few weeks. Like, it was going to happen. Yeah. And I was going to be induced and I was ready for it. Um, and then that just threw a spanner in the works. And I was Ooh. like, Fuck, I could be waiting another month, you know, because we can go 10 days over um, here in New Zealand without um, looking at induction. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, it psyched me out. But um, I'm so, so glad for that doctor now because if I had have been induced, I don't think my journey would have been what it was if, if I had been induced at that point because yeah. – he didn't end up being a bit. Well, he was a nine pounder. He was exactly nine so pounds. Definitely it was on due date. On on due date, he, oh, was, wow. he was born. Oh my yeah. god, that's so, so rare. <laughs> I know, I know. Super weird. Um, so yeah, that was pregnancy for me. It was it was a bit of a journey, um, but I really couldn't wait to give birth. If I'm honest, I was like mentally prepared one because I just could not wait to get this child out of me and have my body back yeah you want an empty really uterus <laughs> but I just um yeah I was so ready to just have it over and done with just, just... not be pregnant anymore <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah I felt like pretty that with Marley yeah. I was like afterwards everyone's like so how are you feeling like are you tired and I'm like fucking no I feel so good do you know how good it feels to not be pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah Honestly, that feel, that first week after you give birth, I feel like you're living on adrenaline. Yes, and it's just like you you feel so so weightless. I feel like you. I feel I felt like I had just like lost ten million pounds, and I was just like, yes, like yeah. I'm the skinniest I've ever been in my whole life. Yes, like, I, I felt, felt like that so too. Good. And I felt like, I mean, I had, I was lucky with both of mine that I was able to have vaginal births, but I felt like yeah. the gap between my thighs was like seven meters after giving birth. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. pretty sure your hips definitely do like part, but <laughs> I just, the, just knowing that like a whole human came out between my legs for some yeah. reason, I felt, yeah, I felt like I had a thigh gap that was like, could yeah. fit a country <laughs> between, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you mean. And eating again, that was one thing I loved after after birth was Oh, could you not eat I when you were finally pregnant? eat. Oh, you no, poor like, duck. I I had so much like I was so nauseous all the time that I couldn't stomach anything mm. and my heartburn was like next level. So oh, no. when I it was just eating, like I remember one meal I had, it was a bowl of porridge, a piece of toast and some fruit. And I remember looking at my partner and going, holy fuck, this is the best porridge I've ever had in my <laughs> whole life. And he was like, it's just porridge with a bit of cream. I'm like, it's, it's so good though. You have no idea. Oh, that's like, so yeah, good. So good. <laughs> I mean, so shitty that you couldn't eat, but like so good that now, do you just, yeah, do, you, are, totally. do you still have such an appreciation just for being able to eat yeah, food? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. So sorry, I absolutely interrupted you. Where were we at with your story? So you were so glad to just not be pregnant anymore. So you were yeah. really keen to get baby out. Baby was nine pounds. Yeah. That's where we were at. 
Okay, so yeah, so pretty much um, going into my birth story, I um, what were we? We were so sorry. I went into labour on my due date, so I actually happened to be out with a friend for lunch, and um, I was, you know, you're quite. You get quite a lot of discharge at the end of pregnancy. You're yep. kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, yeah, there's my there's my plug. So my plug went a week before I had him. Yeah. And I was kind of losing bits here and there. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, this is totally normal. Um, went out for lunch and uh, quite a bit of fluid, like clear fluid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like it could just be quite a bit of discharge. Yeah. Didn't really think anything of it, and I was kind of going to the toilet quite often. And she was like, "Is everything all right?" And I'm like, "Oh, I've just got a bit of like discharge, charge, but like it's not like my water's gushing or anything. It's just kind of, you know, there." And I'm yeah. like, oh, "Okay," didn't think much of it. So that was around midday, and then I got home and I was bouncing on my ball as you do, yeah. <laughs> bounce, bounce, and um, I'm like, "Oh, it is quite wet." So because I actually put a pad in to just see how much I was losing. And yep. so I was like, oh, it is, like the pad's quite wet, but not severely, but just enough for me to be like, mm. so I ended up, yeah, I ended up ringing my midwife and just saying, look, I'm I'm losing a bit. And she's like, oh, come in. It's probably not your waters, but just come in and be checked. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and she said, oh, I can't be there until Six thirty. So I said, okay, cool. So I'm just bouncing on my ball, and then next minute, it just like it was like a balloon popped inside me, and it just like went, whoosh, and I was just like, like actual on the movies. That's what it was like. Oh, it literally, that's so I felt, cool. I felt a ping, like a pop, and then it literally just gushed down my like down on the ball, and I'm like, holy. Like this is my waters, and I like instantly was just knew that it was that was it. I was like, yeah, this is happening now. It's so happening now, and it's just like I went to the toilet, and it was just like quite a lot of water. I like yeah. I didn't realize how much water was in there, and it's I was a thinking, shocking amount, isn't it? <laughs> and it's such a weird feeling because it's not like peeing, no, but it's like you feel like you're peeing, but it's just from it. It's super weird it's so yeah. weird anyone that's had their waters break would know what I'm talking about because it's just such a weird sensation like just like oh okay so yeah I flicked my midwife a text and said oh my waters have definitely broken um and I actually had a cousin who was working at the maternity unit so I was super lucky that I actually have a cousin who's a midwife and I awesome. actually rang her and said hey I think my waters are broken she's like okay just come in and, and we'll we'll get you checked out so cool so that was about, yeah, around 6.30, I got checked out. And Were you having like, any yep, contractions? I was having little niggles, but nothing yeah. out of the ordinary because, I, you know, you get those niggles in the last kind of bit anyway and you yeah. get a bit of a sore back and it's kind of like, like I, I definitely had niggles, but nothing like, oh, yeah, this is contractions. Yeah. Um, and so I went into the maternity and it got checked at 6.30 and... Um, they were having chicken buns, I remember. They were eating chicken buns. And I and they said, look, have a chicken bun. Like, you need to eat because you probably, you know, you're going to be in for a long night. You're going to go home and you've got to let your partner sleep because it's going to be a long day next, 
you know, the next day. And, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck him. He can fucking sleep, you know, once the baby's <laughs> yeah. born. So I'll be fuck what he's doing. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need sleep. She's <laughs> like, you know, get up in the night and if you need to have a bath, have a bath. It's going to be a very long, you know, pretty much saying... I might be lucky to be back tomorrow having full contractions, pretty much. So in my mind, I'm like, right, I'm in for the long haul. Um, It's going to be a bloody long night. So I have my chicken bun, and then I'm driving home. (laughs) And we're probably like, I don't know, 10 minutes from the maternity unit. And on the drive home, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I'm like oh, okay, my back is a bit like, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, nah, these can't be contractions. It's just like, you know, you, you're not sure first time round. You're like, oh, even second no. time round. I feel like you just never, ever really know. No. <laughs> you probably forget the feeling and then the next time you have one, you're like, mm, I can't remember what it was like. Is this yeah. actually what it's like? Yes, or is this is this like active labor and like because yes. I feel like especially the first time you're like is yep. this Braxton yep. hips or is this just like do I have a great yep. pain threshold or do I have a shitty yep. pain threshold like I That's don't know exactly <laughs> yes. yes and like I remember getting home and my partner had made lamb shanks oh, oh lamb what a guy oh lamb rack lamb rack sorry because like it was I knew it's like I mentally knew that it was going to happen in the next couple of days because I bought a lamb rack specifically as like a treat to be like last meal before baby like we'll have a nice meal tonight because you know la la and he's got last supper (laughs) yeah yeah like a last you know last shindig (laughs) um and he's also eating his um you know lamb rack and I'm sitting on the board I'm going these are actually getting quite intense and he's like oh oh really and I'm like like oh shit I don't know like I don't know if this should be this intense like right now so by this time it's about 7.30 and I'm like shit okay we need to go for a walk so I forced him out in the freaking freezing cold middle of winter out for a walk on the road because I thought I don't know why I thought this was going to help but I literally (laughs) thought this was going to like calm the contractions down or something like oh my god I don't know what I was thinking but I thought like I was like, I need to make sure this is the real thing. Like, yep. maybe a walk down the road will really prove that it's, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. happening. <laughs> You'll get, like, you know, a kilometre away from your house and you're like, this is fucked. You need to get me to a hospital now. <laughs> oh, my God. What a dick, hey? I was like, what a dick looking back. But we get halfway down our road and I'm like, oh, oh, God, these are getting really bad. We need to get back. And, and, they're, and they're becoming closer together. So by this point, they're only two minutes apart. Oh, Jesus. Every freaking two minutes. I'm thinking this can't be right. This can't be right because it's meant to be a really long process. Like this, this isn't happening. So I was like, I just psyched myself out thinking that it wasn't labour. Yeah. Anyway, I rang my mum and said, "Mum, I think you need to come down and assess the situation because I just don't know." If this I is love how that's our first thing. Happening. Like, I don't want to call the hospital because I'm the same. Like, before I do anything, I'm like, yeah. I'll just call mum. I'm just going to call my mum. She knows. She has the answer to everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And mum's like on the phone. She's like, oh, hun, all right, I'll come down. It, it probably isn't, but, you know, I'll come down. I was like, cool, okay. So she's about 20 minutes away. And between her getting here, um, I had got to the point where I couldn't talk through my contractions anymore. And I remember my midwife saying, when you get to the point you can't talk through your your contractions and they're two minutes apart, you need to get to your maternity unit or your hospital. And I'm thinking like, 
oh my God, I've only been in labour like an hour. Like this just can't be, I, I just, I, I don't know. It didn't seem real. I don't know why, but it just didn't seem like, I felt like I was being a real pussy and yeah. just like yeah. not dealing with the pain very well. So um, we ended up ringing my midwife and, you know, they do the phone call test where they talk to you for five minutes on the phone and, oh, yep, she's had three contractions in that that time space yeah. of us being on the phone. So I said, yep, you need to come in. I was like, okay. So went into the paternity unit and I think it was about nine o'clock by this point and I yeah, got there and straight away was like, right, I need to get into my hypnobirthing. So I put my headphones in. I was like, I need, this is going to happen. Like I just, I knew that, I knew at that moment where I was at the maternity unit that he was going to be born like soon. Like I just, I had a feeling. I just knew. Oh, I, love I just that. I don't know what it was, but it was like I don't know. The universe was just like, right, girlfriend, this is it. You yeah. need to like knuckle down now and get this shit done. So I was Woo! like, okay. I feel like oh I'm my. there. I love listening to this stuff. I'm like, and then what? And like, when does the baby come? You know. <laughs> and so yeah, got there and I got checked and I was three centimeters dilated. Yeah, like cool. Like you know, that's still quite early. Still, you know, got a wee while. And in my mind, I'm like, fucking three centimeters. Are you oh, kidding? Like, yep. my contractions have been two minutes apart for like an hour. I'm like, you know, it makes you furious, like doesn't long. it? <laughs> You're like, motherfucker, I'm like, part it. I'm like, get your hands up there. Open me up. Yep, yep. I was like, okay, okay. So I, in all honesty, I was a real in my zone bertha. So like I just went into myself and I wasn't, like everything around me was just not even there. And like I actually was nauseous. Um, at the very beginning of my all, all the way through, but I was throwing up quite regularly um, through the birth. No birth, yeah, and it was yeah. a, it was just a bit of a pain in the ass because it was like I was really in the zone, and then I'd be busy throwing up, and it just it kind of like put me off what I was trying to do. So they ended what up a mood me, kill. Um, I know. I was like, <laughs> "Come on, mate! I'm trying to give birth here, and you can't just give me a break off the spewing for like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a couple of hours." I spewed my Be whole nice. fucking pregnancy, and I can't even have a breakthrough the labour. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. Um, but they gave me yeah an injection that was an anti nausea, and it did help a lot. So it was oh, really good. good. Yeah, I was just it was psyching me out. So that helped a lot, and I literally birthed most of my birth um so my partner was sitting on a chair and I was actually like leaning over onto his um like I was kneeling on the floor leaning over him and it was the most comfortable position just rocking and it was the only kind of place I could feel comfortable because I had kind of told myself I was going to do a lot of it on the the yoga ball Mm -hmm. um but it it really didn't work for me it was really really painful so I ended up, you know, leaning over him and, and birthing that way. And I got to this point where I was just like, holy shit, I can't do this anymore. I was just like, I'd been listening to my hypnobirthing and psyching myself in and I just went, holy hell, I can't do this. If this mm-hmm. is 24 hours worth, because they tell you that your first labour is going to be, you know, yeah. hours. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this for 24 hours. Like, there's no fucking way. Like, yeah. I'm going to die if I have to do this for 24 yes, hours. that's it. It's not the pain. It's the exhaustion, isn't it? <laughs> it yeah, I mean, is, the pain's like, fucked, obviously. Yeah. 
but yeah. just the like the exhaustion. You're like, I yeah, I will literally yeah. die if I have to continue yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, and because I by this point I'm getting no break. My my, I'm literally having a contraction every minute. Like oh it just went from like every three minutes, every two minutes to literally every one minute and lasting a minute. So it was just freaking intense. And I looked at my partner and said. I want to be checked now because because um, I'm at a birthing unit. They don't have like any any um, like drugs. They have a bit of gas, but oh. like, if you wanted to have an epidural, you'd have to be transferred to the hospital, which is half an hour away. Yeah, right. So okay. At, yeah, at this point, I'm like, like, if this is 24 hours, I need something really good. Like, <laughs> I can't like do this without anything. <gasps> And I remember looking at him and being like, I want to be checked. And the midwife came in and said, like, love, love my midwife. And she said to me, Hun, we don't, we're not, we may not check you right now because we don't check unless it's been four hours. So, you know, it's like the whole four hourly check type yep. thing that they do. Oh my God, we want to let your yeah. body, you know, do its thing without us being up there prodding every, you know, hour. And you're like, please, prod. Like, nah, <laughs> I said, nah, I want to be checked. I, I remember really putting my foot down and being like, nah, I want to be checked now because mentally I need to know where I'm at. I yeah. need to know where I'm at so I know if I'm still at freaking three centimetres or if I'm at four centimetres, I want to go to the hospital. Yeah, you're like, put me in an ambulance um, and give me an epidural. Yeah, yeah, like that was where I was at. Yes. And um, I just remember like being real like stirred about it and being like, nah, like you need to check me now. She's like, okay. She got up on the bed and I was eight centimetres dilated. Oh, thank and God. I was like, thank God, this is happening. This is happening. I'm ready. Like, I'm so I'm relieved for this. you. <laughs> I was like, see, I feel like I'm there. I know. And I'm like, right. So mentally I knew, like, right, I'm doing this and it's happening now and I'm ready for it. Like, um, so we, we got in the bath. They have a big birthing pool there, which was really cool. Um, oh, my God. Um, I thought you said bus, and I was like, weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, I did not see that coming. <laughs> How do you guys say bath? Bath. Bath. Yeah, same. It just bath. for some oh, reason, okay. it just sounded like you were like, <laughs> so we got in the bus, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, Strange turn of events. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was like. We thought you took a bus to the hospital, but anyway. <laughs> just, just so we had extra rope, you know, just yeah. in case. <laughs> bath. Okay, so you hopped in the bath. Yeah, hopped in the bath um, just to help, you know, with the pain. Yep. Um, and How so did you I find that? In... Did you like the bath? I did. I really liked it. Um, I loved it for pain relief, but yep. when I actually got to the point where I was trying to push, um, because my body just took over in the water. Like I jumped in the water and then literally within 10 minutes, I just got to that like real grunty stage where your yeah. body just starts to like take over. And this is where this moment right now is where I look back and I'm like, holy shit, my body knew exactly what it was doing. Like That's so cool. my mind had no idea what was going on, but no. my body knew exactly what was going on. And I remember like saying to my midwife, like, oh, God, like, I'm starting to, like, gruntly do, the, like, push, and I'm not sure if this is what I'm meant to be doing, but I can't stop it. Like, it's just happening. Yeah. And she's like, just go with it. Your body knows what it's doing. Like, you just need to trust. And I'm like, okay, like, this is super weird because my mind's telling me, like, what the fuck's going on? But my mm. body is, like, just doing it, just doing it for me. And I'm just like, okay, so 
yeah, I started kind of pushing in the water and um, they couldn't get a fetal heartbeat. Um, so they were trying quite hard to get it. And because my contractions were happening so regularly, yeah, um, they, they couldn't actually get a good reading of his, his heartbeat. So, um, and I, my contractions actually started to slow down because the water, Slows I was trying to boot on my down. back. Ah. And I'm like floating up. So weird, like hard to explain, but they're trying to get a fetal, fetal reading and my bum's pushing me up. So I'm like floating upwards in the oh. water. It was super weird. And I, I just, I wasn't comfortable anymore. So my yeah. contractions actually started to slow down. So this is where like, it just goes to show if you're not comfortable or if you're not in an environment that's comfortable, like your hormones just start going right like slow your contractions down because you need all that good you know oxytocin and stuff to to do it so yeah yeah, I I actually ended up getting out of the water Mm -hmm. jumping back on the bears on all fours yeah and that's how I ended up birthing and so yeah I think after 40 minutes of pushing um and my partner being in my ear going come on come on like that was what got me through because I remember getting to a point where I was just like, oh, my God, he's so big. I can't get him out. You know, I can't push him out. Like, yeah. You just feel like you're pushing for so long and because they come down and then they go back up and then they come down again, you're like, oh, my God, stop going back up. Like, I'm doing all this work to get you down and then you're going back up. Well, they were wasted pushes. Oh so were you, how long were you pushing for? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. that's so oh, fucked. Like, See, yeah. I was really lucky with both of mine. The longest I was pushing for was six minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm such yeah, a douchebag. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, love I do believe, um, oh, this is going to sound horrific, but um, the feeling in my bum hole was what was the worst feeling in labor. Like, I literally felt like my asshole was going to fall out. Yes. And it really put me off pushing because I was so um, concerned about it. And I remember saying to my midwife, I'm so worried my bum hole is going to fall out. Like, I actually thought it was going to fall out. And they're like, it's not, it's okay. And my cousin, who's a midwife, actually there. And she, honestly, bless her soul, because she kind of saved me with my pushing, because she actually held a warm flannel over my bum. Yep, yes. Oh, my God, that's and what they did just, with Marley. Like, so it's saving grace after hey. that. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like push that thing on my ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it like it's such a weird thing, but it like saved me because I felt as though my bum hole was safe and I wasn't going to push it out anymore. <laughs> you could push it out the fear of losing your ass. <laughs> I know. Like, and it's like you can feel those hemorrhoids popping out. It's like, oh, yep. my God, like, save my bum hole, please. Like, <laughs> like I know that my vagina is about to get fucked up, but I just did not consider the fact that my asshole yeah. would also get destroyed yeah. in the I process. I never thought about my bum hole, yeah. I know. And, you never yeah. do. Nah, you don't. And they don't tell you really no. the... the the pain, this is going to sound inc- like insane and some people are going to like listen to this and be like, you bitch, but no I never got the ring of fire in, in that bit. Oh. I literally just got the, the pain in my bum, like, and that's where all my pain was. And so when she pushed it, pushed that, it's like, all right, I can do this. And 
I think it was like only two two more pushes, and I and I actually managed to to push him out after that because wow. you were so concerned I, about your ass. <laughs> yeah, I was so worried about my bum hole falling out that it like <laughs> it psyched me out. And was I he posterior or anything? Yeah. No, so okay. he was in the perfect position, and he was actually engaged from about 32 weeks. So wow, yeah. the pressure in my pelvis, I do believe, helped um, helped him like come out the way he did. Like he mm. pretty much just, yeah, as soon as his head was out, it was just like, yeah, he kind of just, you know, slid on out after that. Just, they do, they slide, oh, don't they? It's weird. Yeah, they just like flow out. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was that was probably my saviour. Um, and like the pain was more in the the yeah in the back than it was in my vagina at all. Like I, it's like my body had produced all that um, pain relief, its own pain relief. That that whole area was numb. Like I, yeah, it's like I couldn't even I could feel where he was, but I couldn't feel any. Te- like tearing or anything like that, any like um, you know, bring a fire or anything. So yeah. I was really lucky. Yeah, in that sense that I I didn't have that. It was just my bum. So <laughs> once that was sorted, I was sweet. Um, <laughs> you're like right, okay, now we can get the baby. See, I was I feel like your like your story is really similar to my story with Marley. Same thing. Like I birthed him in the same position, and the same thing with yeah. the asshole thing. Yeah, that was yeah. like. Because they go, they're like, push into your ass. And I'm like, I hate that. Um, yeah, I'm yes, like, it I feels know. right, but it also feels so wrong at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to shit myself. So that was my thing. As soon as they like, because my ass was yeah. burning. But once they put the thing on yeah. my bum, I was, because they never did that with Maddie. And I was like, oh, I dig this. Yeah. And because yeah, it was, know, it was I like, like <laughs> I was like, I, because I felt the same thing. I'm like, I can feel hemorrhoids appearing and they did. But when yeah. they like, when they put the cloth thing on, I was like, yeah, that feels nice. I like that. Okay. Yes. I can focus on like the child because it almost feels like you're literally going to birth them out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Stage. It does. And I'm yeah, like, that whole that area happening? is just like one, one big area. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I'm <laughs> like, has my vagina turned into my asshole? Because I know that's a thing. And it's so oh, concerning. God. And like, yeah, as soon as they put that, that yeah. thing on, I was like, pretty sure they're wiping up shit, but I don't care. Do it. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels good. I'm going to be that lady that in my next time, if someone doesn't do that for me, I'm going to be like, can you put something on my bum hole, please? <laughs> yes. Like, that saved me. Like, honestly, that was just the best thing that could have happened at that point in time. Wow. Like, put it so in your birth plan next time. Be like, must uh, have yeah, midwife yeah. available to put something on my asshole. Need a, need put a like, warm yes. on my bum hole. <laughs> just need I that extra it. midwife in there for that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's exactly what it's going to be like. Yeah, for sure. But, um... Yeah, once he was born, he actually had some trouble breathing for himself. So oh, no. they um, they actually ended up taking him away um, to, like, not resuscitate him, but breathe for him until he started taking his own breath, which yeah. was super weird um, mm. because I just feel like for me, so altogether um, I was in labour for seven hours, but three hours active labour. And so it was quite intense and fast, I felt, for yes. me, my first time round. Like, the feeling of, yeah, 
I just like kind of sat there like, holy shit, I can't actually believe I did that because yep. it just happened so fast and I literally just was a little bit in shock because it I was just kind of like, I don't know how this all happened. Like it just happened. My yep. body just took over and did what what needed to happen. Um, but yeah, I was kind of like in this room without my baby trying to birth my placenta and it was just like the weirdest. I still remember the feeling of just being like, holy shit, like, what even just happened? Like, feeling really really proud of myself in one sense, but then being like, where's my child? Like, it was super weird. It was just a really weird feeling. But, um, yeah, they had it all under control, and um, he was absolutely fine in the end. And um, there was really no reason for that. They just think that, um, yeah, he was just a bit lazy and didn't want to take his first breath straight away, just... (laughs) You know, and he's still like that to this day. He's quite relaxed. Like, oh he's quite God. a relaxed kid. <laughs> that's so, like, I love how, that's like some people, you know, their babies, what they're like, even when they're in the womb and like just random yeah. things that they do. That's just yeah. their personality, like forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think that that was just, yeah, his personality. And because his fetal heart rate was absolutely fine all the way through, um, you know, there was no other signs of anything being wrong. I yeah. just think, yeah, he just needed a little bit of extra help to, get things going. So he was absolutely fine. Um, oh, that's so great. It was quite a while. I think it was about six minutes before he took his first breath by himself. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, that and was kind of it, really. How, um, um, how long did you have, like, how long was he away from you for? So we, at the maternity unit, he was probably away from me from, for about, so 10 to 15 minutes. Um, because I actually ended up having quite a bit of blood loss and they do think that that's due to, you know, obviously my oxytocin would have just gone down a lot because they took him away. Um, And so birthing the placenta was a lot harder. Um, So they gave me the, I'm trying to think of this stuff, but the injection to help it. Yeah, 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 to help bring it um, out faster. Um, But they still had a little bit of trouble getting it out. So I do think that the, the, the bleeding was to do with just the fact that, you know, he'd been taken away. So all my hormones went kind of up the shit and, um, yeah, you know, didn't, I didn't get that, that lovey oxytocin coming through straight away when I was holding him and stuff like that. So, and I guess um, all your attention. So I know like for, like for me with both of mine, I don't, I barely even remember the whole like the birthing of the placenta and everything because like yeah. when they're on your chest and you you like you're yeah. focusing on them and you're focusing on feeding exactly. like everything you're yeah. basically numb like from yeah. even yeah. without an epidural you're basically numb from like your belly button yeah. down like I had exactly. no idea yeah. it wasn't until one of them were like held up a pinky finger and was like I'm just gonna pop this up your bum love and I was like oh. <laughs> That's when my attention went from the baby. I was like, fucking, you are not doing that. I'm like, I know I just went through a lot, but there's no fucking way that you were shoving that up my bum. Oh, my God, that actually cracks me up. Oh, my God, that was traumatic. (laughs) Did they do that for you? I know. I do remember, yes. um, I remember them checking everything and going, nope, I I didn't tear anything. I was very lucky. I I had like a little bit of a scrape. Yep, and with a nine-pound baby. I know. Holy fuck! I know. You just have a medal. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Do you do, when you when you tell people you're like when when you know they ask how big your baby is? Do you say nine pounds and no tears? 
like brag. <laughs> I, I know. It is such a cool thing because, um, I mean, they do say that they reckon the bigger the baby, the easier it is to actually not tear, which is super weird because you think big baby more tears. Yeah. But they actually think that the contractions of your uterus don't have to go as as much work. Like it doesn't have to go as far because the baby's mm. right there. So that like the contractions are less. So you're like less likely to have severe. I mean, if you're talking about a 12 pounder, that might be a bit of a different story. Yeah, but, you um, might split from your you mouth know, to your arsehole. Yeah. But that's so mm, interesting but, um, you say that because now that I think about it, every person I've spoken to that has had ginormous babies, they yeah. don't tear with their big baby. But like, I know people yeah. that have had like a smaller baby and then a bigger one, mm. and the bigger one was mm. easier to birth and they had less yeah. tears. That's really interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's super weird, but yeah, that's what they they reckon. But um, yeah, so I like I do love the fact that I didn't tear because that was something that I was really scared about. Yeah. Um, and and now that I think about it, and now that I've done it, I probably wouldn't be so scared about it because it's just another thing that comes with it, right? It's just like. You know, it's just another thing that comes with birth. But yeah. like for me, like mentally, I was like, oh, my God, the one thing I just don't want to freaking tear my vagina open. Like, it was just my one thing I didn't yeah. want to happen. And I was very lucky it didn't. So, Well, yeah, I, I really think, hear you on that. Yeah. Because yeah. I was so, the same. My fear was, like, ending up with one giant hole at the bottom of, like, yeah. between my legs. Like, I did not want to yeah. have a butt vagina. Yeah, yeah, like that to me was terrible. Yeah, I know, and it was like a big fear of mine. I was just like, oh, I don't want stitches from like my vagina to my bum hole. That just gives me the shits. Literally, (laughs) gives me the shits. Seems like somewhere stitches shouldn't be. Like as if labor's not hard enough. They're like, and you're just gonna stitch it. I know you're already really terrified to to pee and shit yourself, but we're gonna throw some stitches in there as well. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, it's so terrifying. But, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I hemorrhaged a little bit. Um, and so we got transferred to the hospital, one, so that Braxton could get, you know, um, checked out to make sure everything was fine. Yeah. Um, and then so I could, because I ended up hemorrhaging at the maternity unit and then hemorrhaging again at the hospital, which was super annoying <laughs> because I just wanted a shower and then I bloody hemorrhaged again. So they're like, oh, you got to get back on the bed. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, very inconvenient. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I just wanted a shower. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting some blood, which I was super grateful for. And, um, yeah, something that I do now is definitely donate blood because mm. I feel super grateful that I got the opportunity to, you know, get get blood donated to me. So it's definitely yes. something that I, um, yeah, do now just so, yeah. It's just, I, I don't know, you think – you think, how did women do it back in the day without all these amazing things we have now? They would have just not been pretty sick, wouldn't they? Like, without well, all yeah. the things we have, like, without blood and stitches C-sections. and breasts. I know, I that's know. That's, like, it's why insane. so many women – because that's the thing. Like, that's why I don't think people understand how incredible birth – like, birth is and how hard yeah. it is. It is, like – yeah. It is like crazy, dangerous, hectic, you know, like it can be. And that's like, that's why I feel birth, you feel the epitome of every single emotion ever. You feel fear, you you feel happiness, you feel joy, you feel straight, like everything to its extreme. Uh, Yeah. Because there's so much 
relying on it and it all comes down to you. So there's a lot of pressure and it's like, it's empowering and it's amazing. But, and I guess that's where I love that you, I love that you prepared yourself. I love that you spent those eight weeks mentally and like you acknowledged just how much you needed to prepare yourself. Because I think that's the problem is like, we sort of, I know the difference between my birth with, with Maddie, I was very much the same where I like spent a lot of time preparing. I did all the, I was meditating. I was like really looking after myself, but with Marley, I was like, you know, a baby's got to come out eventually. So I'm just going to like keep doing me and just, I honestly never even thought about his birth or him really up until the very end. And his birth was so much harder because of it. You know? Yeah. So I love and it's that. like, it's so much, like, I just didn't even realize how much, how important it was for me to mentally prepare until I was in that moment and until I mm. actually had given birth, looking back on it and looking at the whole thing, I was just like, I was so freaking mentally prepared. Like, I was in it. I was just like, yes. I, I can do this. Like, yeah. So many women before me have done this. Like, my body knows what it's doing. Like, I just have to trust in the process and trust in, like, I guess me, but also those that surround me, that if something is to go wrong, that I've got people there that are going to be like, right, what do we need to do? You know, like, I had my mum there. I had my partner there. I I was so grateful because I actually had quite a big team. I had Mm. my midwife, my mum, my partner. Then I had a student midwife. Yeah, who, um, you know, was absolutely amazing. And I remember being like 20 weeks pregnant and I was like, no, no way. I don't want a student nurse there. You know, there's no way. And then I got to know her and she actually played such a big part in my birth. Like she oh, was like, so awesome. you know, she played such a huge role. And then I had my cousin there who was a midwife who happened to just stay on because she was working and ended up, you know, being you know, they all played such a significant role in my birth that, um, yeah, I just think it's so important to have people that you love and you trust there because I knew I could trust in myself, but then I knew if something did go wrong that I had people there that, you know, give a shit and that wanted to see the best for me and my baby and would do what needed to be done, you know. So mm. I Actually, was very lucky. But I'd love to ask some more about this because I am um, – I only ever had Chris with me and then um, with Maddie I had midwife and I did have a student midwife with her and I agree it made a world of difference knowing that I had like this one person who had been with me the whole way and kind of the fact that they are students almost makes it like they are so, um, they're like as excited as you are. In a way, yeah. like not as excited, yeah. but you, do you know what I mean? Because it's not just like another birth. It's not just another baby. Like they're doing a lot of yeah. this for the first time as well. So yeah. I exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah you know, and it makes it so much more exciting. Yeah. They're so grateful to you. Yes. Yes. See it, you know, like they, they see it as such a big learning for themselves and you don't actually realize how much your birth means to them. Like, mm. especially after, like talking to, um, you know, the student midwife now, like we're still really close friends because of, you know, the experience we actually had together and how cool she is that she got to be a part of something like that. So it's really cool. And 
Yeah, I definitely tell people if they feel comfortable to have a student nurse there, like definitely do because they play such a significant role in just being there and being like um, like an, another, just an extra person to like, I remember looking at her throughout my whole birth when I was in the pool and being like, oh my God, my bum hole's going to fall out. Like, is this normal? <laughs> it's like, hun, your bum hole's not going to fall out. I promise you. Are you sure it's not going to fall out? She's like, I promise you. I promise you. And I'm like, okay, my bum hole's okay. It's going to be fine. You she, know? Was just on, she was just on, like, bum hole duties. That was her. Like, you were like, all right, you're in charge of making sure that at the end of this I still have an intact asshole. That's li- literally your only job. That's the job I give you. It's the most important one. <laughs> Honestly. And thank God my bum hole's still okay. Hey. Well, okay, that, you can tell everyone that. It's, I don't think it's, I've never heard of anyone lose their asshole during birth. <laughs> Maybe they've lost like, you know, it's cute, adorable perkiness. Like definitely yeah, hemorrhoids yeah. are something that <laughs> happened, yeah, but yeah. never a completely lost asshole. So people yeah. can sleep tonight knowing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone, it's okay. You won't lose it. But and it was ha- scary. I did think it was going to happen, oh but God. yeah, I be- like I understand how you would have thought that. Um, and how did it? And how was it having your mum and your partner there? Because I was always worried. Like, I guess it depends on what your mother's like or the relationship yeah. that you have. But I just felt yeah. to me, I'm an independent woman. Like, I love my yeah. mum. We have yeah. a great relationship. But I just wasn't sure if I could have her involved. <laughs> It was, so for me, I I think I was not worried, but I was worried what my partner would be like. I think I was a little bit like, oh, just I just the unknown, again, yeah. the unknown yeah. of knowing what's going to happen. And I remember having a chat with my mum and saying like, I want you to be there, but I don't. Like, I want you to be there, but I, it's me and Bosley's thing, or that's my partner. Me and my, you know, Bosley's thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, if I need you, I'll let you know. Yeah. And she was like, totally. And I actually ended up asking her to take photos. Oh, that's um, awesome. Which I was super weird about at first, but I actually am so freaking grateful that she did because I, I love my photos. They're not professional photos or anything like that, but they are honestly, I look back on them. All the time, all the time. Oh, I love that. Especially when I'm having a shit day and I feel shit about myself or I'm just like, I'm a shit mother. You know, we all have those days where all those... (laughs) Yep, I had one yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I honestly have now got into the process of when I feel that way, I literally look at my birth photos and it just, like the strength I feel, like the strength I feel in myself is just like words can't even explain it because I just, I literally get this sense of like warmth in my body and I'm just like, fuck, if I can do that, I can do anything. Like look at those photos and see the pain in my face and, you know, and also like my relationship. I'm like, if we can freaking do that, like look at him supporting me. If we can get through that, I'm sure we can get through anything because, mate, I swear child labour, labour is the, you know, labour is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my whole life. 
Oh, yep. <laughs> in labor. I'm like, if I can do that, I can do anything. Like, yes. just come with whatever because I swear I can do it. Like, <laughs> It's so true. I feel like we have yeah. to, labor's hard because it needs to be because otherwise if like labor was easy, we'd become parents and be like, I can't do this. And we'd be like handing yeah. our children back because yeah. we would be yeah. like, there's no yeah. fucking way that I can do this. But because we go through something as hard as labor and even as hard as fucking pregnancy, we're like, yeah. fuck me, I am designed to take on anything. I can do like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've and oh, it is so true. Like, I, I really believe that ever I know for me, like since giving birth and having kids, I have moments every single day. I'll like have a kid strapped to my chest and a pram and a dog and like walking to the fucking IGA to get groceries. I've got shit hanging off me or whatever it is. And I'm sitting there going like, I am fucking amazing. I'm so amazing. Yeah. And and as if you, it's amazing. We are amazing. And I think it's so important that we have those moments because God, if we did not go through that hard as fuck labor and go through all of that, oh, There would be many like motherless children out there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And that's why I like. I feel so. I don't know. I feel so passionate about sharing my story. Not because I feel like it was easy, because it it was not easy, you know. But so that I can share with like mums to be and mums that have had kids, and you know that they can do anything. Like and empower women that you know their bodies are so much stronger than what we realise. Like yeah. We sit here when we're pregnant and we're like, how are we going to even do this? Like, I don't my, I don't know what I'm doing, but your body knows what it's doing. Like, mm. most of the time, your body just takes over and just does what needs to happen. And, like, that's what absolutely, like, I just love sharing my story because I'm just like, man, like, I can't, I still can't even believe that I did that. Like, yeah. I still can't even believe that I was going through that stage of like being in the bath and my body just taking over and me just thinking in my head like I don't even know what's going on like mentally I'm like I don't know what's going on but my body is just doing what needs to happen and like oh my god like how amazing is that that it just happens our body just takes over and does all this shit that we don't even know what's happening but it's doing it anyway like it's so it just true. Blows my mind. We yeah. really underestimate, and because the thing is, like, we create an entire person without even thinking about it, without even considering it, and we're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do yeah. that, or like, I don't know if my yeah. body can get over this cold, or you know, just we have such little faith in our body, and yet we get up the duff and we create an a, like yeah. a whole fucking person, and we're just like. Yeah. And we don't even question it. We're like, oh, that's just part of life. But we're like, oh, my God, I just don't know if my body can heal from this or I can do this. Or, like, imagine if we had as much faith in our body, like, with everything, with everything that it could possibly do. I know. I know. I know. I think that all the time because I'm just like – and that's why I – that's why I look back on my birth often. And that's why I do, like, share my story as much as possible because it's like – I feel so empowered when I think back to that. And, like, I hope that all women realise how amazing they are to be, well, to be able to grow a human being inside them. Yeah. And to, to manage our everyday life, like, continue to work and, you know, look after your toddler and your other kids and, you know, 
look after your partner and still look great or still, you know, still look like shit. Whatever. We still need to do all of that. We're growing a human. Like, what the hell? It just blows my mind. Like, why do we even care about other stuff? (laughs) No. We should be like, honestly, we should just be like goddesses with a crown on our head. Just like a pool of like, you know. Whatever, lift plus or yeah, right. <laughs> How women like, aren't running you know? the world, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I feel like that's we're right. starting to. That's what I love. I'm just loving. Like that's why I do this work because I'm so obsessed with women. Like, in, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to fuck them, but far out, we are amazing. <laughs> because yeah. how do we do that? How do we make an entire and like we're and. We just, we don't even realize, that that's the thing. We don't realize our power. We're starting to, and it is cool. I love women who realize their power, and I love men who realize women's power. That's cool. Yes. That is so cool. That is so cool. I love it. This is just making me feel great all over again. See, I feel like I can take on the world right now. Me too. I'm like, I want to have another baby. I was like on the fence about whether or not you have, you've, you've crossed, you've got me over the line a hundred percent because I feel like with Marley's birth, because I felt really empowered with Maddie's birth. And I was like going around telling people like, oh my God, birth is amazing. I will do it a hundred times over. And then with Marley, I just really didn't look after myself enough. I didn't really like I just wasn't empowered. I wasn't prepared, all that kind of thing. And then afterwards yeah. I was like, that was fucked. That was really hard and all this kind of stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like I just didn't do it right. And now I'm like, no, the next time I'm going to do it so right. I'm going to take the time out to look after myself, to look after that baby, to get yeah. myself mentally prepared for birth. And yeah. so now I'm like, yep, that's it. Done. All right. I'm having a third baby. <laughs> that's it. Decided. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, after that, definitely done, not going four, but three, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Definitely, actually, yeah. no, three, you've got me over the line. I was At on least the fence. You don't, have to upgrade your, you don't have to upgrade your car with three, so you're kind of safe in that sense. Like, well, that's true. I mean, we're going to anyway because I've realized when you've got two car seats in the car, um, <laughs> I mean, I've got like 7,000 nieces and nephews, and I'm like, <laughs> sorry, guys, can't take anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. But, oh, yay. Does it make you so excited to, like, go again? 100%. Like, I feel as though I'm so much more aware of so many things now and so much more aware of what I'm capable of. And, uh, yeah, just my ability as a woman to do that. Like, because I feel like going into it the first time, you just, so many unknowns, like you yeah. have no idea. And like, we don't know how every birth is going to go. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't know what will happen the next time round. But I just feel like I'm so much more secure in my ability, whether I end up, you know, birthing the same I did this time, this time round, or whether it's completely different. I just feel like... You can handle it either way. Yeah, yeah, and like just so much more aware of what it's like, and I just so, feel so much more um, stronger in my yeah in myself, and just knowing that I'm capable of doing it, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I'm totally ready for number two. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, I love I that so much. Do you think? Um, how would you, knowing what you've knowing what you know and doing what you've done, what yeah. will you do? 
differently next time? Like, is there anything that you wish you did more of or like things that you just didn't think were necessary? Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't question myself or the process so much. I was so set on having him. So like, you know, so early, Mm. probably because of like, um, I guess, extra voices telling me that, you know, he was going to be big and I needed to have him early. And I guess in a way I did psych myself up to have him early. And when that didn't mm. happen, I, I lost a bit of, um, I guess, motivation mentally to, you know, because I just was so scared on having him at 37 weeks um, when yeah. they told me that they induced. So I probably wouldn't question my body so much, my ability. Um, like putting so much faith in other people. Be. Yeah, and just letting what will be be. Like yeah. not expecting things to – and I guess that just also comes down to the pregnancy I had and it just being so – like Not enjoyable. So, yeah, not as, not as great as I thought it was going to be. Like, just being like, I'm over this, I want it to happen now, but just – Expecting that what what will happen will happen. Um, yeah. Just being that. Um, yeah. So that's probably my biggest thing. Just not questioning myself. Um, what else? What would I do differently? Um, I mean, I can't question too many things during labour. Um, I just feel like I was really in tune with my body and what was going on. Like I just. Even though I was constantly being like, is this normal? Is this normal? Yes, should I be? Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was constantly questioning it, but my body just knew. So I I probably would just, yeah, trust in it so much more than what I did and just know that whatever's happening is happening and it's okay. Um, Yeah. I I don't, there's not many two things that I would change, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, I feel as though. I feel very blessed to have the birth I did, Um, even though the ending wasn't as, you know, rainbows and butterflies as what I would have hoped it to be. um, I hope that next time it it is a bit better. Um, But, yeah, I wouldn't change anything because I had the most amazing team there. I feel as though they did exactly what needed to happen. and yeah, I really trusted in the process of, you know, the people that were there and what was happening. So I definitely wouldn't change, yeah, the birth at all. Wow. I love that. I, lo- I yeah. love that. Like, even despite the fact that like, once he was out, he had to be taken away from you for a while. Like you didn't let that. Cause I, I think a lot of the, yep. the problem with, um, women having a lot of trauma around their birth is yeah. this whole idea of what a birth is supposed to look like. Yeah, and yeah, we get totally. really caught. We feel gypped in a way. Yeah, if it doesn't yeah. go, and because you know we hear, we hear a lot of amazing stories, and this is why I think it's important to talk about the ones that are a bit different, a bit like yeah. you know maybe a bit more traumatic because that's just the reality. Yeah. Like getting a human out of a person yeah. is a huge deal, and exactly. shit can go wrong. That's why yeah. people used to die doing yeah. it. You know, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's like. You just have no idea how it's going to go either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. It could go a million yeah. different ways and yeah. there's no right way to do it. And there's no, oh. like, oh. you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And if you get a healthy kid, exactly. excellent. Exactly. That and is like amazing. Like, 
I have shared my story with, um, you know, a couple of friends um, that have said to me, like, oh, nah, I would rather, you know, have a, you know, a C-section than have a baby that's not breathing. And, like, to me, I'm like, as long as the baby's healthy, no matter how it happens, mm. like, Braxton's alive, he's well, he's a beautiful boy, like, he's yep. absolutely fine. Like, yes, it, yes, it was shit what happened. Mm. Yes, it was shit that he got taken away from me and I didn't get that first breastfeed and, you know, I didn't get that first cuddle and, um, you know, he went to neonate for a couple of days and, you know, it was it was shit. But it doesn't taint my labour because I know that what I did was freaking amazing and, you know, I had a few days there where I did think like, oh, was it something I did, you know, mm. that made him sad oh. or, you know, you have those mum guilt instantly yep. that you Absolutely. think like, oh, I had this like why did it go the way it did and then I just like shook that off and was like he's fine he's fine yes I missed out on that that first you know that first little bit but at the end of the day he's a healthy boy and and that's what really matters like you look back on it now and you just like that was freaking awesome like even yeah. though what happened happened like that couldn't have been dealt with in an any better way it was dealt with the way it was dealt with and um yeah I'm definitely not going to let that taint my birth at all like I love that I love yeah, your attitude yeah. around that that's amazing and because yeah. it's so true like you can either get really hung up on the fact that you you were gypped of that first cuddle or that first breastfeed or whatever or you can think about the yeah. fact that because he was taken away and he was um you yeah. had such an amazing team you now get to cuddle him every single day Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Sure. I love that. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. But can you please give, because I just, I love just your perception. I love your passion. I love everything so much. What would be your advice to um, expecting mums or not even just expecting, just women, you know, people who are wanting to to give birth and have children and all that kind of stuff. Like I know for me, I'm sitting here listening because you've now convinced me to go again. So I'm like, all right, third time, what should I do? What's your advice? Oh my God, it makes me emotional even thinking about it because I just, I just <laughs> want all women to know like how amazing they are. Like any every birth is so unique and your journey is so unique to your own and like I just want women to know how freaking amazing they are and like how capable of just growing a child and doing all of this you are like you're probably thinking that you can't do it or you might be freaking out about labor or you might be psyching yourself out or you might be thinking what the hell am I even doing but in all honesty, my advice would be just to trust your ability to do what is going to happen. The universe will take over and do what needs to happen. And just know that you are freaking amazing. Even if your birth doesn't go how you plan, because let's be honest, we all have a plan in our mind of what we think is going to happen. Yeah, what a perfect, um, how perfect we, birth how looks we like. How we would like it to happen. Yeah, and, yeah. and whether that's you know, being in a hospital and having an epidural, whether that's being in the freaking garden in a bath with flowers around <laughs> you, in like, a forest. Yeah, like whatever your envision is, be okay with, with having that envision and having that, um, I guess, vision of what you want your perfect labour to be. But just know that whatever happens, you're freaking awesome. Like, yeah. you've really grown a human and you've literally given this human life, like, 
that's amazing in itself. Like, so I just, yeah, my advice would just be like, be okay with with having a vision and whether it happens or whether it doesn't, be proud of what you've done because what you've achieved mm. is amazing. Like, I love that. That last insane. line. Say it again. Insane. Oh, what did I say? Be proud of what you've done. I love that. It's so like yeah. so simple but so yeah. true. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how it's, it happened, there's no wrong or right way, but be proud yeah. of the fact that you got a fucking human out of you. Or some people several yeah. humans yeah. out of you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like insane. It's insane. Oh, I absolutely adore your passion and I adore your story and I adore your want to just share it with the world and I think more people um I hope all the women listening to this or men whoever um are inspired to even just have like even if you if you feel gypped by your birth story or you feel like it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go I hope this inspires them to even change their perspective on it because you know we get to I guess decide um on whether something is a good or bad experience. Yeah. And yeah. if you got a kid out of it, how, like, how can it be bad? You know? How cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I hope women listening to this are just sitting there going like, yes, girl, like I can do anything. Cause I know I am, I'm all teary yeah. and like grinning from ear to ear because <laughs> I'm with you. I just like think that women are so, so amazing. And it just, it does make you just emotional, especially especially like once you've given birth, it just, and you know, just seeing women be mums and knowing how hard it is and oh, like it just blows my mind. That's why, that's why I just do this. Yeah. Now I swear I'm an emotional wreck now that I've had a child. Yeah. Yes. I see a woman that's given birth. I'm just like, oh my God, you are amazing. Like, Same. Oh, because you just know. You know, know how I amazing hope, we are. I hope that sharing my story does, yeah, bring some, I guess, inspires, yeah, women and empowers them and makes them feel good that they, yeah, are capable of anything, anything. Well, you're amazing, Anthea. I've really, really enjoyed having you on the show so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening to this is very, very grateful to have listened to your incredible story and your beautiful passion. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all the way from New Zealand. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to share my story and just, yeah, be a part of this amazing journey and amazing, um, I guess what you're doing is so huge. I want to thank you for bringing about like, this for women and giving them the opportunity to, yeah, share their story and, you know, be, be good or bad. It's empowering, I think, to share woman's story. I know that when I was pregnant, I loved listening to people's birth stories. So, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you oh. so much for doing this. Well, I absolutely agree with you. I feel like I f- because I've already listened to so many stories and I got to read so many, so I feel like so lucky because it has just been amazing. Like I really I need to just like somehow write a blog about them all or release them somehow because not yeah. not being able to like literally have every single person come on the show was so hard. I had to get advice yeah. on just how to even reply to people. Because I, I was like, yeah. how can you tell someone that their story, um, I know. you know, yeah. like, I'm like, every yeah. story deserves to be told because they're yeah. phenomenal. They are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. 
Yeah. So oh, you've got a hard job. I'm, I'm glad I don't have your job. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't, I, yeah, I feel like an asshole, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It's been absolutely incredible. I really appreciate it. And I know everyone else does. Um, if uh, you enjoy listening to my, oh, this is like me to everyone else now. Um, if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please make sure to share them around um, because, I mean, I just love empowering women so much and we all need to just have each other's fucking backs because, oh, like when women empower women, amazing things happen. I really, 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 truly believe that. Like even just talking to you today, Anthea, like it yeah. just empowers me more, you know? It really is something special. There's something really special about women coming together. We can achieve so much and we just realise our own worth, you know, because I think that we don't realize how powerful we are until we connect with each other. And then yeah. that power is just like multiplied. Contagious. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's so contagious. We just, we see, we see more in each other than we do in ourselves. And it's almost like a reflection. So when we can yeah. see it in somebody else, we realize it, it, it is like a mirror. And we realize that, you know, we're equally as powerful. So, oh, yes. So if you can share this podcast around and if you do enjoy it, um, please feel free. I'm not going to like pressure anyone into anything, but I do recommend leaving a review and rating it because it helps a sister out and we're all about helping sisters out around here. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and make sure to follow me on my socials and all of that lame stuff that I have to end on. So again, thank you, Anthea. It's been an absolute bloody pleasure. Um, and I can't Thanks. wait to talk to everyone again next week. Yay. Thank you so much again. No worries. See you later. See ya. Bye. Please Ask Mickey is a Hit Network original podcast produced at Hit 105 Studios in Brisbane. Created, hosted and produced by Michaela Burnett. Check out pleaseaskmickey.com. Editorial support from Julia Foskey, executive producers Scott McDonald and Matthew Eggleston. For more great audio stories, check out hit.com.au. Listener.